You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. On the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's True Blood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's True Blood After Show. Back. Oh, Sarah's strumming the guitar already. We're feeling yeah. it. But before we go any further, we all know that Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another after show on After Buzz TV. I am JC, and this is True Blood, season six, episode one. Who are you, really? But before we go any further, let us introduce our wonderful panel of hosts, starting with the lovely lady to my left. <laughs> and next to Sarah. Yay, it's me, Scott Moore, and uh, I actually ask myself that all the time. Who am I really? That's a good question. You know, and that's a great... It was actually... This wasn't the original title of it, of, of this of this episode. What was the original It was actually... Title? I wrote it down. I, I totally nerded out because... We have new faces, as you can tell, but it's all the same blood. Yes. Yes, but um, the original title, Carry the One, Dot the Lowercase J, it was Don't Misunderstand Me. And you know how every mm. when they close out every episode, they have the title of the song that goes with the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the actual music that's playing, but they changed it last minute. And I don't know if that's the first time that's ever happened. I- yeah. I think we I need mean, to find that out. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to go way back to like season one to check out because I don't know if that trend has always been there. Really? Okay. I've picked it up in the last few seasons. Yeah, you're right. I'm, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. If it I was noticed from the it the very beginning, but mm-hmm. yeah. Chat roll, if you guys know, a quick shout out. If yes. you guys are watching us live, hello. If not, make sure to tune in on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, OneCast, and better yet, we just launched our new website. So it's got yes. all the bells and whistles. and So pretty. It is. Looks great. Definitely let us know what you think. And of course, we also got to introduce Running the Ones and Twos, Marissa. What's going on? Hello, everyone. I'm excited for True Blood. It's back. There is so much. And let's just dive into overall impressions. What did you guys think of this first episode? I mean, although I'm so excited that True Blood's back Mm -hmm. because I just spent like three months rewatching everything just to get pumped. It kind of let me down. There was a lot of slow scenes. I'm sorry. Don't drop your pen at me. It was <laughs> there was just a couple scenes where I was sitting there watching it. And like I was like, okay, I could go get a coffee or eat some pizza. Really? Oh, wait. I'm supposed to be watching like, my favorite show. Right. Sorry. Scott, please defend this. Or are well, you on, okay. on Team Sarah already? I have to say I'm on Team Sarah when it comes to... Wait, wait, wait. With season five... <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. I, and I felt like in this first episode, it slightly did redeem itself. So I'm a little on, on both here. I'm going going both ways. You might need to sit in the middle seat. <laughs> Hashtag going both ways. Uh, but that's only because season five was disappointing to me. And uh, I, I was actually ready for the season to end last year. And so I, to me, I felt like it was good to have a new beginning. There was a little too much crazy drama. I wish we could like just dial it back a little bit. We'll oh, get into that. But you, you know what? I, I kind of agree with you, actually. A little over the top. 
it, it just it got really heavy. What happened to the days of, let's say, season one and two where you had the main baddie, but you also yeah. had a lot of comedy. Yeah. A lot of campiness. A lot of, it was cute. It was yeah. light. It's just gotten so serious. Now. Seriously, okay. almost over the top to me. I don't know what I you don't guys agree with that. I feel like last season there was a lot of comedy involving, like, Pam. Like, for me, she carries a lot of the well, comedy she, from the show It recently. was all basically on her last season, in okay. my opinion. That's a little true. I might also be a little biased because I just watched Fast and Furious 6, so I'm, like, expecting every <laughs> Thing to be going like 80 miles an hour the entire time because um, all the slow parts were really getting to me. Really? Like Bill's mm-hmm. speech with Jessica like on the bed. I was okay, like, we have to get into that too because okay, that's a whole gosh, other thing please. that I want to talk about Okay, too. so you brought it Definitely. up. Let's get into the world of Billif. Okay, yeah. so we started off with Eric and Sookie just freaking out that Billif mm-hmm. has now become this whole other thing. He rides from a puddle of blood and okay, there was an Okay, I, I was I was getting tweets right before the show, and there were some like inconsistencies actually. When we closed out season, you know, season five, mm-hmm. when Eric saw Billith, he did the vamp run out. He 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 knew you know when the vamp. Yeah, speed. you're right, you're right. He did do that at the very end there. And the open right now, he he just he jogged out with Sookie. Well, not jogged. Wait, but, but yes. this was through Billith's eyes, and he has superpowers, so maybe <laughs> he sees everything like. Everything seems normal to him because he's like Superman. We're five minutes in. I love you already. That that was awesome. <laughs> that was. That's a great answer. Because literally, we're like, oh, continuity. What's going on? Yeah. But I mean, I just want to make the show work. So <laughs> Sarah is kind of awesome already. All right. So okay, for openers, I thought there was so much action. Mm-hmm. I I know you were saying there was not a lot of action. But for me, the open I thought was so much better than season five when they oh, were yeah. running after they were running away from the authority and Nan. But now you had godlike Billeth. You had Luna and Sam. Okay, shocked, blown away. How'd they get out? Yes, and yeah. but even more so. I wish I could pour some some water out because we lost Luna. But did we? Did lose? we lose her? Thank did you. we? Yes. Did I, we? The, mm-hmm. the stupid guard said she's yes. dead. That was not proof. Mm-hmm. We didn't. No. I agree. I agree with you Thank there. You. I don't. I don't think we've lost her. What did you just say? You were talking about the intro. What did you relate it to? Oh, it's like a first-person uh, shooter video game. Is how it felt like because there was all this action and there was the explosions and you see like through Billith's perspective and it's like red-colored blood image Let's and you have all, the all the guns and every yeah it totally did. I was like, and they're in the elevator and they're stuck. I'm like, I feel like I'm in the middle of a video game right now with all this like kind of crazy okay. action there. I'm a fan of the action. Didn't that, so but didn't that feel like that to you when you really kind of step back and you have that whole intro there? It was just a ton of action that had that whole perspective. I mean, their green laser gun things always remind me of laser tags. So <laughs> I get like I don't get scared of them because I'm kind of like, oh, this looks so fun. Innocent. Yeah, they're just you know. So you were a laser on you. To so shoot you, you you were freaked out. It was just was 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 that what was missing the action for you? That opens opening sequence where you you had everything going on. I really loved the opening sequence. I mean, for me. Bill's death resurrection mm-hmm. into this Billith creature is like the show's way of preparing the audience for him to actually die in my opinion. To me it's like getting the characters to like come to terms with it and also like getting us as the audience to come mm-hmm, to terms mm-hmm. of it that he's been obviously a huge character for so long and I think we're going to lose him. He's not I don't think he's going to come out of this Billith crazy god-like power. I think it's all preparation. So the biggest shocker to me was actually seeing him out of the blood form Mm -hmm. and into 
the regular Bill Compton like image. That was the biggest shocker of the entire episode, in my opinion. Agreed, one hundred percent. That was my problem with the episode. That how do you go from this godlike that just makes weird godlike sounds, and now he's like, "Hello, I'm Bill Compton." Well, uh, and, and it was like weird, like, he, he, and that's why I want to get into a little bit, you know, dig a little deeper when we get on. But it just had this kind of fake, you know, syrupy, sweet. It was weird. It just the whole thing was weird about it. And so I'm going back and forth in my head and thinking, okay, what's his real intentions? What does he really know? What does he not know? Is this fake, real? You know, it just was too much with that. The only way I can make sense of it is the fact that the show, True Blood's really been able to play with how they create new vampires. Because we got Jessica as, like, the first new vampire, mm-hmm. but we never really got to see her right off the bat. We got to see her, like, being brought home and in her environment. The first one we really got to see, I felt, was Tara. Mm-hmm. And Tara was, like, a wild, crazy woman who I thought was literally going to be mentally impaired for the rest of the show. <laughs> Bubba, yeah. Exactly. What happened? So maybe... But it's almost like her crazy teen years. You know, that's what I was thinking with Tara. She had to go through that crazy period, and then she gets used to it. Almost like so, Jessica did, too. So maybe, like, Bill gets his, like, roaring teen years <laughs> or something. I don't know. It was it was very strange. Boy, like, was, you're, was, you're talking boy vampire hormones? Kind of. It's like they have to settle into their new skin. Yeah. Well, that's why I felt like they had to do, too. The girls had to do that, like Jessica and Tara. That's why they went through that crazy, lusty kind of period there. So you're saying... New, and they went, ah, oh, I want to drink this blood, and they're having these cravings and, you know, all that. Because it was. It was kind of, like, all new to them. Like, new hormones in a way. Like, you're being pumped with this vampire stuff. So, yeah. So, so you're saying it's just a big adjustment period right now. That's all Bill's going through. Except I don't... I don't... That's what I think, which, again, I, I don't know if we want to go into too much now, but I feel like let's get into how, it how much does he know and how much does he not know about these new powers because it just came across to me as disingenuous in the way he was acting for a bit it felt like he was being too sweet and i wasn't sure was it because he was nervous and he felt very alone but it it was weird and it just because he had that power on on jessica when they when the whole group gets there right what was that whole thing was that was that, that being real was jessica really being real or was she being controlled by him or was she scared of him like there was just so many questions going on in my head about what was really true or not with how they were reacting there. I think the main point of confusion is Bill. Like, yeah, exactly. What his mind's at, I mean, at the very, very end, we obviously that see that big takeover, mm-hmm. similar to, like, the witch takeover thing. Sure. But with Jessica, I guess I just sympathize with her because her earlier line was that she was going to be all alone mm-hmm. without him. Mm-hmm. And, like, Suki tried to, like, comfort her, but... She, he's all she has, so it's that maker bond that we keep getting reiterated yeah, get, to us get that no one can it. understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that plays a much bigger part than we comprehend, and I think that might even play a bigger part into Bill and who just made him or whatnot. Because you know, he's not in control of himself. And what was interesting was the fact that Suki was really okay with it. It seemed like, you know, that she—he's dead. He's dead to her. Oh, that's yeah. that's what she yeah. explained when she was talking to Jessica. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And Definitely. it was interesting that whole beach. Were they out of like not a? They weren't at the beach, but were they were this by the river? Oh, yeah. they were like at some sort of shore. Yeah, I was gonna say at the bay. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going the on. Bayou. I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah, there was definitely. You know, there was a sandcastle. Yes. I saw yes, it. it. Yes, that's right. Because yes, they stepped on it. So yes. Yeah, they definitely... had sandcastles. They had Tara and Pam, and I don't. Do you guys notice that they kind of hooked up? Like when they came back from the scene, I don't know if you noticed that. You see, like Pam buttoning up her, oh, yeah. uh, Tara buttoning up her pants. Yeah. You didn't catch that. It was so subtle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I totally. Did not catch oh yes, that because at there's all. well, and it, I just kind of like didn't think about it because they've had this ongoing kind of 
relationship in a way. So you know there was that sexual. But they consummated tension. it on the beachy bay thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Sarah's in you know, shock here. I, I did not see that. So I'm so confused. I thought it was just of a comforting, you know, you know, she was crying and being, she was coming back and being all sensitive and you know you yeah, can't be completely sensitive there has to be some mm-hmm. you know spice in there i guess okay <laughs> have you met pam and uh, not personally but i've seen enough <laughs> I, but i wanted to bring up something that scott was talking about um bill that he he's kind of disingenuous in his actions and stephen moyer was talking about an interview on the red carpet for the premiere on tuesday and what he talked about is that he and the fans we're all going to get to see what he becomes together, he mm-hmm. has. He really doesn't have an idea what he is. So, even. Ba- so basically, that was the truth. Like he doesn't know, and he was feeling very un- uncomfortable. So he wanted Jessica there. So that that's what I was trying to get at. Like how how real was that? How much did he really know, and how much mm-hmm. did he not know about who he's become? And what does he feel about Sookie now? <laughs> right. Yeah, let that us and more. Let us know what you guys think at home. Come on, you're like our fourth host, so definitely yeah. your thoughts, your feedback. Remember to rate, comment, tell us what you think. It keeps mm-hmm. the lights on, but these are some nice lights. Yeah, they are. I love got this, this air conditioning too. I mean, you got to keep the air on in here. And back to True Blood. All right, Valley in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but any anything else with like Bill or you know what we forgot to talk about is the new is he an adversary or what the governor? Oh, I love that whole thing too, Governor Burrell. Yes, Governor Truman Burrell. That was a great political speech. And I also thought it had lines into today's political climate, which I love when True Blood does that. You know, it was kind of bringing up the whole gun issue. And he's telling all the citizens, buy as many guns as you want. This is America. you got to defend yourself. Stock up on those wooden bullets. So it was interesting because they've done that in the past, too, um, bringing up sort of political things that are going on in the day. So I thought that was really interesting that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, just a really well-done political speech, and I enjoyed that. It was Any initial tasty. feelings about like his himself as a character? Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be very interesting because obviously he has a very big motive there, as we find out when he comes over meeting the what, I can't even think of her name now, uh, uh, Miss Suzuki. Yes, was from the True Blood representative. Yes, exactly. <laughs> from the Yamamoto lab. Yes, it was like I was like, yeah, is it Yamamoto or Yokonomo? But it was you know four in the morning. They're meeting, and you're thinking, okay, why? What is really in it for him? And he talks about the re-election and everything. But I think there's definitely more there. There's. There's definitely There's some there. other layer. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. the biggest thing we got is he obviously wants some money. Yes, but of course. I'm like, but doesn't every out. Louisiana politician want some money? Yes. And isn't every Louisiana politician a vampire? <laughs> so, I don't know. They're meeting at four in the morning. Either Miss mm-hmm. True Blood Lady or him has to be a vampire. That's, it just has to be. He seems awfully slick. To oh, me. absolutely. There's that little, like, swarmy, you exactly. know, thing that, about him. That's why you know there's another layer there, but maybe you just don't know quite yet what that is. Well, if you think about it as well, it looks like he's going to put a vice grip. This is, it's too early to say, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say on the, on vamps. Mm-hmm. By the, economically, mm-hmm. physically, because of all, you know, like how Pam and um, Tara were seized later on in the mm-hmm. episode, that they have these weapons that can, can that can take care of vampires. Yeah. And this was mentioned towards the end of season 5 when the, when the general came up to talk to yep. the authority. We now have weapons to control you, to take care mm-hmm. of you. We're not scared of you. And this guy is basically maybe he's almost like Billeth but in human form where he wants to control it all. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a few people who have like the world's perspective going on and he could be one of them. Like he has a bigger picture. Like we always see like Bill and Eric always dealing with, like, these huge things, but it's all about, like, Sookie. And there's a few people, like, we have Nora. Nora's also the other one who's, like, 
out there where she's thinking about like this could destroy the world this could yeah. destro- destroy mm-hmm. everyone's lives versus like the main characters we always see are so concerned about the small community mm-hmm. even though they're such a big part of these controlling factors so I think that you're right I think that this new guy is going to be a bigger picture person who's trying to take over everything not mm-hmm. just his small community yeah I think it's kind of like the, the authority it's like this version of the authority this season it's, he's him and his group Mm-hmm. Or sort of like that authority there. They're going to try to control what's going Always. on. And yeah. speaking, we've got, I mean, Billeth, Billeth, Billeth is such, and it's kind of neat that actually Pam called him Billeth. Because yeah. I think it was a, it, the fans started that last season about calling him Billeth. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's kind of neat that they actually listened. But, I mean, everything stems from Billeth from this episode, including yeah. Jason. Where Jason, well, Jason, of course, he hates vampers now. Mm-hmm. You know, full on. Well, that's what I was saying. It was kind of like over the top with him having the whole thing. Was, I was like, come on. The whole, oh my God, Suki, you like them more than me. He's going all crazy. And, you know, it's like, come on. Just just turn it down a little bit, Jason. His dead parent ghost. Yeah, and the dead parents in the backseat of the of the car there. It's like, come on. Just just bring it down a little bit. Well, let's talk about that. You know, Jason ended up running off. He, you know, Suki's dead to him. Yep. So they'll be. He's having a drama moment there. Not the first time, I'm sure. Oh, no. You know, I'm sure they'll be fine by mm-hmm. episode four. Mm-hmm. But At least. Yeah, but him storming off, and of course. He hitchhikes. Yeah, I was like, what is he doing hitchhiking? <laughs> what was that all about? Did you not know? Okay, first of all, there's a war going on, and you're like, I'm just going to go hitchhike in the middle of the night. And I have to I have to say this. For the tr- trivia buffs, for like the cinephiles, the Ugh. film nuts, this was awesome because the first person that picks him, the, the first car that stops by, it is a tip to the cap of the 1985, yes, you know where I'm going? Go the Hitcher. Rutger Hauer. Awesome. My mm-hmm. Honestly... My favorite movie with Rutger Howard. When I was a little boy, my dad used to make me watch it, so I was traumatized. That's why I do True Blood After Show. <laughs> a little too much. I know. <laughs> You're a poor child. Okay. But how awesome was that? I hope fans yeah. caught that. Yeah. I was just thinking it had that Twilight Zone feel to me. That's what I kind of picked up on, but I didn't even think about that, which I've seen too. But Cinematically, I like it. But yeah. plot-wise, like... One of the stupidest things yeah, in the episode yeah, was yeah. Jason I, getting in the car. I agree. Because it was like, come on with the random old man. Like, yeah, it was so just stupid. Looks creepy. And yes. it, like that old man would really drive that station wagon. Yeah. It just really but made. I was like, what would you do? Why would you go in a car? Like, you're not a little 10 year Like, you're a grown man and you're going in the car after everything's going on. It was just so silly. And of course, it's. I don't know. That, they don't it learn. Just drive me crazy. They don't learn. Never. That, that was the second one. The first stupid mistake <laughs> was when Sookie went in before Jessica with the stakes against yeah. Bill. I was like, really? You're going to go in first? Yeah, she wants to be Miss Tough Girl, and she's a Bill. Yeah, you know, I think she feels like she can. She Hold can do her that. Own yeah, she's kind of protecting Jessica. Is what I felt with that part. But yeah, and two, okay, two thoughts of that. Well, Eric's fast enough to just say like, take the gun from Jason, right? You know, he's. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he doesn't do that. Why didn't he stop Bill? I'm sorry, I'm jumping back. Why didn't he stop Bill before he drank the vial and he became Billeth? He's fat. He's a thousand years old. He's mm-hmm. more power. He's five times more powerful than Bill. Mm-hmm. But he didn't believe in the blood. He just believed it was a hallucinogen. Oh, Sarah, yeah. God, I hate it when you make sense. I <laughs> know. Okay, so then maybe you I can explain. Ex- that. Gosh. I, I'm not I gonna- win. Point for <laughs> me. Right. You did. Yes. Okay, so That's then- right. You did watch them all again, and I was bad, and I didn't. All right, so let's think about this. Bad student. You guys saying why would Jason get into a car with a creepy old man? It's Jason who slashed kind of Rambo. Come on, Jason. I can take care of him, sucky. Yeah, Sorry, but, that is a but, horrible but, Jason but we know, impression. But that, I know, but that's the thing is that you know right away. It was like that felt like that was kind of a, a just a lazy 
plot choice in the sense that you know that something's going to happen because he goes into the car. It's like, come, you know, it just would have been better if there was something a little edgier there than that. Devil's Advocate, what would we have thought if he said no? Like, <laughs> our conversation now, if, if Jason's had said no to getting in that car, we'd have been like... That's so well, no, no. If he just Jason wasn't hitchhiking, the if there, I don't. I mean, I'm not writing the episode, but if there, if just the whole hitchhiking scene, I thought was just kind of lame when everything was going on, and now he's running away and getting in the car, okay. and now like you know, and okay, then the creepy guy sense. picks you up. That's where I thought I was like, that's kind of a lazy choice because you know, the minute he gets in the car, that something's gonna happen, and you know, the minute you look at the old guy, that it's Warlow. Yeah, exactly. Jill <laughs> knows Warlow. Yes. 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 Did you know it was Warlow? I don't know. I was too excited to watch. I was too excited to see Rutger Hauer on screen. I just, just knew, you just knew something was going to happen. I mean, I assumed it was Warlow, but then I thought this is going to be kind of an easy thing. So maybe it's some other person that's going to lead to Warlow. But yeah, then it ended up being him. So I was sort of like, okay. Yeah. Even But obviously, the main thing that I got out of Warlow, which I thought was interesting, was one, that we found out that he is in the book of Lilith. Mm-hmm. And to me, that really brought a lot of things together because you could have totally pushed aside the entire book that it was a joke but Mm -hmm. we know that Warlow exists Mm -hmm. and we know that he has some level of supernatural powers being that he appeared like as a ghost form to Sookie and obviously in this one where I'm not sure if he vanished or didn't use vampire speed but he definitely has something yeah he definitely has more powers yeah and Mm -hmm. it made the book of Lilith and whatever's happening to Mm -hmm. Bill seem much more concrete like in my mind like the fact that there's more than one real thing coming out of this book, it, I was like, oh, wait, maybe this is a weird demon religion, actual not made up story thing. No, because I had trouble last season. I was like, is she real? Is it real? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I was so confused with the season. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to believe. But you're right. Just bringing Me that too. up, it just grounds everything. And you're like, oh, it's, uh, it is true. Having a little bit more like, okay, <laughs> whether or not she's a god is another question. Yeah. But, so, but there's more depth to it than like, you're saying. Than, yeah. Is it too early to speculate whether, e- even though to this point we believe, well, Warlow so- killed Suki's parents, is he the baddie of the season? Is he the bad guy? Is he the good guy? What is he? I mean, I don't know if this should be in predictions, but okay. <laughs> I mean, one line that always sticks out to me is when Fair, um, when Suki was in like the fairy strip club or whatnot Mm -hmm. they told her that there was a reason that she was attracted to vampires and they told her it was like always been in her blood so like in my head i'm like there's some deeper connection like in my mind warlow might be more than just an outside part he might be part of her family Mm -hmm. or something there's some blood related connection that's been able to travel down the line i think that there's more than just fairy in her or okay. something. Because he's been around for so long, and that line, to me, was just so poignant. Like, that's only said if there's a really deep meaning behind it. Or else they would have never... Like, True Blood doesn't just add in random things. True. Like, mm-hmm. they will layer in lines from season. Like, something in season two will, like, pop up mm-hmm. in season four. Like, so that that was really important to me. And I think we're going to get a lot more connections besides just a will between her and Warlow. You know, because... Yeah, because supposedly it was... Elder, 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 elder Stackhouse, who, sw- you know, he mm-hmm. swore, like, the first female va- fae uh, to be sworn off to Warlow. Mm-hmm. But you said they're related, though? Uh, or something. Well, That's an interesting the point, fairies, though. That's the fairy said that there's a reason that Suki is drawn to vampires. And the only reason there would be would be something in the blood. And how do you get something in the blood? 
I don't know. No, it's I mean, my it's a, no, it's a very, it is a very in interesting uh, uh, theory that I wasn't quite thinking Watch of. But it kind of completely it, wrong. No, no, but it could possibly make sense, and maybe there was a reason why he had to kill off the parent. I mean, who knows? So that I do kind of like that theory. That's a, a totally different way of looking at it that I wasn't even thinking of. So, you're right. so I'm trying. To, anything else that we might? I think we've pretty much covered a lot of Billeth. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where the majority of our characters were today. I mean, mm-hmm. you yeah. had. All of Eric's crew, yep. all of the leftover authority crew, mm-hmm. the people from Montant, they were all kind of surrounding Bill. And I think after this episode, they're kind of going to spread out a little more through the rest of the season mm-hmm. and kind of come up with their own storylines and not be... That'll have a central theme. That they'll be have connected, their central theme. but yes, they're not going to be in the same like house the entire yes, time Yes, I agree together. with you. There, there's going to be a central theme, but you're not going to have everybody there at once. Because that's what it kind of felt like in that first opening sequence. Everyone's running off and there's all this... T- over the top drama. I was like, okay. Do you think that's possible though? Because this season's only 10 episodes. You know, so will they have that leeway to branch out into various, because it's hard to keep up with so many storylines No, there are a lot of characters. I do. But I think there will be a little more split off here than obviously what we had tonight. Sure. Because that was just, it was too much when you have that much people to group. You got to kind of split everybody off. And we saw that. And We saw everybody start to split off tonight. And there's so much build up in the, hostility love mm-hmm. between like Pam and Eric mm-hmm. and even Tara said sometimes you have to get rid of something mm-hmm. to make room for something new so I think we're seeing a little bit of division I'm not saying like they're never going to talk to each other no, again or be in the same room or area together but, you, but they are going to kind of split off and start getting their own stuff to move forward here Speaking of splitting, I, I guess maybe we should split into possibly the wolf pack. I don't know if we've... Ooh, nice segue there. Thank you. I'll be here all week. That's a now, plus one host point there for you. But, no, but before we do that, we do have to touch upon Serial Buddies, mm-hmm. the movie that made by our own founders, Maria Menounos yes. and Kevin Undergaro. And guys, I'm just... We're asking everyone that's watching and listening to please definitely check out the movie. It's kind of like we've... Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. It's great comedy, and it's got the likes of Artie Lang. It's got our own Maria Menounos, mm-hmm. Beth Bears, and it's narrated by the Fonz, Henry Winkler. Honestly, come on, it's great. It's hilarious. I loved it. Check I, it out. Yeah, please. And of course, it helps us out to bring it helps us out to bring you more and more content every week. And so it's a, it's a great deal too. It's like four ninety nine to to rent and like five ninety nine to own it. So it's a perfect like summer fun movie when you're traveling or hanging out. So definitely check it out, guys. And let us know. Let us know yeah. what you think of the movie as well. So now what we were talking about, the wolf pack. Mm-hmm. All seed. You know what? Sarah, go ahead. Because uh, I, I just, <laughs> this, Come on. Um, so I know I wasn't here last year, but Alcide is my favorite character. I figured. Besides, well, I also love Pam. He's grown on me too. I have to say, he's definitely. He just has a really nice chest muscles. Oh my gosh, he's ridiculous. And he growls really well. Like I never thought I'd be attracted to growling, but. So, Wolfpack, <laughs> Alcide, I can talk. I'm, I'm not blushing too much. Um, we got a new girl. Thank you. I'm getting fanned. I, like, I might be blushing over here. But we got this new girl, mm-hmm. Danielle, Danielle, who's kind of giving Ricky a semi-run for her money. Mm-hmm. I'm said not semi. sure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to talk anymore. <laughs> no, I, we also got to bring up the fact that actually Danielle what, is not a new character. No, we ha- we had well, actually had her on last season. She was on last season, yes, but did she do anything important last season? <laughs> she had a few lines, and actually, few... <laughs> I think she was in there for like two episodes. I don't remember her being in that much last season, but but there's a well, I'll let you finish up. But yeah. there's a few things she did last season that actually kind of foreshadow what's going on this season with her. 
Please, please inform. <laughs> yes, enlighten. <laughs> okay, what I've noticed, Danielle seems to be the kind of an opportunist. She was always, oh, yeah. she was always the first, last that. season. She she had she was always in the background. She was always like the number two lady werewolf. And when JD and Allseed were having a battle for power to be Packmaster, the first one always in line was Danielle. She was and kind of like tonight where she offered her services to Allseed. So does she want to be mm-hmm. the queen bee? I don't know. Uh, especially yeah. with, especially with Ricky, Ricky laying down the law. But uh, okay, talk about talk about. Big the girl ch- drama? Yes. Mm-hmm. With, like, I mean, I thought that Ricky, for who she is, I mean, she's a tough chick, mm-hmm. played off this scene great. Like, I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting the full, like, bite her throat out. I was. Did I was you, cause totally- I, I really thought at first, I was like, oh, she's inviting her in. Like, she's going to, and then she's going to do something. Because Scott, I totally did. Scott, you like it rough. Okay. <laughs> it did, though. I really did. I thought... She's going to bring her in, and then she's going to do something to her. Like, get her in, and then thinking she's all good with everything. Uh, you know, Ricky's going to bring Danielle in, and then when she gets her in... She's going to yeah. tr- flip the switch? Yeah, that's what I thought. But she didn't do well, really, either no, of those. she didn't, so I was a little disappointed. I was kind of hoping she was. But it was kind of smart. Yeah, it was smart. It just would have been more fun to bring her in and have a little fun there. That, I mean, yeah, But she saying. held her spot in Elsie's <laughs> mind, mm-hmm. and she kept her wolf pack you're right. She was Lively. tough. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how else to say that. Well, better yet, maybe we can ask her next week as she will be here in studio to yes. talk about Danielle and everything going on. So, and guys, we are going to have a lot of guests coming up coming up in the next mm-hmm. few weeks. So, you know, definitely. Jamie, Jamie Gray Hyder will be here in studio. So definitely send us some tweets, any questions you have for her. So we'll ask her next Sunday's episode. So you, so you're feeling the threesome, huh? I mean, I was. I wasn't I expecting <laughs> it. I wasn't expecting it. So, and I felt like a lot of the episode was kind of predictable. So that was a big turn for me. And I was like, "Wow, good job, <laughs> good job." That's the way to own the situation. She took control right there. She did take control. I will definitely give her that. And that was uh, that was good. You know, and they keep saying the theme throughout the episode. Men with power. They talked about Sherman's story, you know, about mm-hmm. Sh- General Sherman. And mm-hmm. they also mentioned it during the Wolf Pack that men with power do. Yes. I, I don't remember the exact quote. So I wonder if that's a little bit of, you know, because the first episode, they always tend to foreshadow what's going to happen the rest of the season. And so. that's a good point that you brought that up because there were several ep- times there where they were talking about men in power. And how it can, and how it's basically like the worst drug there is. Yes. So are you saying maybe um, Alcide gets hooked on the V? I'm saying that. Or he flirts with it? Either Alcide or Bill is or going Bill. to have pro- power problems. And at least one of them has At least to. one of them, and I'm thinking more of the latter there with Bill, because that's... Well, but I'm talking about because during the, in the, when the wolf pack, it, yeah. I believe it was Martha that was talking to mm-hmm. Ricky saying about power. Oh, uh, yeah, he definitely is, but I don't feel he's going to be as much as Bill. True okay. Bill loves to, like, contrast people. Mm-hmm. They love to give people, like, the exact same, like, kind of situations, mm-hmm. and then like, one like, makes, like, like bad parallel, choice. yeah, they exactly. got those parallel things going on. And you see on. how people react to them. So I will say one of them is definitely going to have power issues, mm-hmm. and the other one's going to be able to hold on to their power, like, I think pretty well. That's are you how say- they do it. Are you saying overall in the show, or do you mean by, like, let's say Wolfpack and the Billeth clan and those storylines? Are you saying there's going to be one opposite to the other in each? I think it's going to be, we're going to see Alcide put up kind of against Bill in their own storylines. Mm-hmm. So in their own separate storylines. Yeah, they're story having lines. their own parallel storylines there with the power And we're issues. going to see yes. how they differently react to it. And how one benefits and one fails. Because, you know, Alcide has always been the goody-goody. He's always done the right thing. Mm-hmm. 
So now yeah. with all this power, it's, Sarah's always, she's smiling. Are you, th- she's literally, we, we need to get off the Aussie topic because it's literally she, she <laughs> just checks out. <laughs> it's all fine. Hey, he got a haircut too. So boys he, looking good with the haircut. Okay. <laughs> we are now fashion police. Awesome. And hey, we can say that. The tacky purple jumpsuit that Arlene was wearing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. So, so we let's should we move into the Arlene, uh, Arlene, Terry, and Andy plot line where Andy has. Are we has, ready for that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I think we're going there now. If, <laughs> let's let's move on over the Andy being a dad. Um. I'm Andy Belfler, and I'm Sheriff Andy Belfler, and I'll be your I'll daddy. Be, be your daddy. <laughs> how cute was how that was? Andy with babies. He's always been the bumbling sheriff, mm-hmm. and it's so great that now he has this new thread. There's a new layer mm-hmm. to him now. What is it? He's got babies to protect. He's got a responsibilities now. Yes, that he didn't have necessarily. I mean, obviously being the sheriff for a town, but he didn't have the personal responsibilities that he does now to kind of keep him maybe doing the right thing, maybe. Well, think about this. He's now a father of four, and they're half fae. Mm-hmm. So how many, with the vampires being shut down, they're looking for blood. What's sweeter blood than Andy's babies? Mm-hmm. But we don't know for sure. Are Okay, this is my question. Do they have to be, like, completely half fae? Like, are they going to have light coming out of their fingers, or are some of them going to be human? We'll have to, like, yeah. you mean, like, Sookie and Jason. Yeah, but technically, Sookie and Jason's parents were both... Human-ish. Yeah, you're right. It was like, yeah, wasn't one human and one had the fa- wasn't one. Let us know, exactly. chat roll. I know because I thought it was like half. Well, you like know, you one know, there's did, blood didn't. in there somewhere, yeah. but I think that but both of their like parents would have said that they were human, and both their parents mm-hmm. didn't have powers, mm-hmm. which is why like Warlord didn't wasn't searching them. But now we have these little kids who are directly from what's her name from Morella. Morella. Yes, I couldn't think so of So all either, of them yeah. gonna have flashy light bulb hands? Yeah, right. Are they all gonna have the power? Or not? They aged two years overnight. Okay, that, okay. That's true. I know, but at first I was like, was that real or was that a dream? No. Because it was weird to me, too, because at first I was thinking, oh, that's so over- crazy. And then I thought, maybe he's just dreaming it because he's still having problems with the whole kids thing. Was that was so the scariest creepy. scene for me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. That was it was so creepy. Scene. It was. I was like, ah! So what, now next week they're going to be, you know, 21 and they're moving out. You know, like, it's just, it's weird. Maybe it's like a, one of those, like... Sorry, I know it's not a good vampire show, but I'm going to quote it. No, don't do it. <laughs> I know. I think I know where you're going. But go, no, floor is yours. Am I going to get like? <laughs> Marissa scared. might have to mute her. If she says she already did. I, I'm apologizing ahead of time, though. Okay, you know how in that other horrible True Blood esque show, Twilight. I'm sorry. It's okay, we talked about Twilight last week on Defiance. So okay. It's okay. Well, like the werewolves, like. They, like, super grow, and then they, like, sometimes stop at a certain age. Maybe the kids... Stop it! <laughs> Maybe the kids are going to, like, grow up, and then, like, as they grow older, like, their growth rate will elongate. Sorry, I'm stopping. Well, I'm stopping. That's right. I'm Qu- getting so many glares well, no, that I don't but, know what to but the do. Thing was, at least you... Thought, like, I was watching thinking, oh, it's a dream. He's just going crazy because now he's got these kids, and now he's watching them get older. So I totally took a whole different tack than what was really happening. So it's totally... Maybe okay. you're right. Maybe no, we're I'm, all wrong. I'm excited. I'm totally wrong. I'm excited for Andy. I'm this usually season. wrong, so. Well, I'm gonna get my head chopped off by next week. So <laughs> these Let two me... are gonna battle all season. I can already tell. Okay, no, no, but I'm excited for Andy's storyline. I think there's just gonna be so much because he's always been like 
the, the side character, kind of yeah. like Terry and Arlene. And Terry and Arlene, we had the Freet last season, mm-hmm. which actually... They ended up killing the Ifrit. I mean, not killing the Ifrit, killing Patrick, which the Ifrit now took Patrick. Mm-hmm. But what I read in an interview this week was that actually there's, there, there's still consequences for the death of Patrick and the Ifrit. And that they have, haven't fully shaken the curse. I mean, in this show, one thing that I've learned is that when people die, they're never really dead. Exactly. Especially um, in this show, of all exactly. shows. And at this point, we still have Lafayette mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. and he's obviously a medium. So even mm-hmm. those who are really dead aren't necessarily gone. Yep, so that might be another way for this Ifrit, or at least for Patrick to come back. Oh, so you think Patrick will come back? Wow. You never, yeah, True Blood. You never know. <laughs> Bud may come back. We don't know. That's yes, right. You never know what will happen. So nope. I just hope Lafayette comes back a little bit more because to me he is the lighthearted kind of comedic relief a lot that the show needs. And even just having his little episode there in the bar, it was it was great. And he's just, just so talented. Yes. He's so, just so good. So yes, good. He is. So I really would like to see more of him again this season because it does kind of lighten it up a lot with what was going on with all this serious stuff and all this drama and, you know, so... Well, it is the fans who, like, kept him around this long because mm-hmm. he was supposed to die, what, season yeah. two? Yeah. Season Absolutely. one? Absolutely. Yeah. So. But I just don't want to see him just being there in sort of a bit role. I hope we can see more of him as the season progresses. So. Well, let me read out a quick tweet. Well, actually, a chat roll. It's by D Wicked X or X D Wicked D X. There we go. Yeah, the kids did age quicker. Keep in mind that Andy slept with a full fae, not a human slash fairy hybrid like Sookie. So mm-hmm. maybe the rules are different. And they all did oh, yeah. grow, so I guess maybe they're all supernatural. It's yeah, kind of hard to talk all, right now because I keep seeing all seeds butt on the side of the TV screen right now as we're talking about this. Very distracting. Distracted? Very distracting. There's a lot of, lot of all seed there to see. Yes. Good Lord. Yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, definitely let us know, chat. We're reading all your comments for sure, but... <sighs> what are you... I'll see... I mean, not I'll see them. Lala? I miss Lala. I want more Lala. Yes. Okay. You know, and especially la- last season, I, he, I think he's going to have a bigger storyline this season. Cause I hope so. Last season, they didn't use him much as no. well. No, and that's why I really, it was just having that bit role today, it was just, oh, just kind of want a little more. You know, it was like a little drug, like, okay, got a little tease, bring back more. So I hope they really do, because he really is a lot of the comedic relief with the show. And maybe it'll and balance the show, since yes. we're talking about the show being so serious yes. the last season in an episode. Mm-hmm. Sarah likes the seriousness. I, I do. I do, do like you? the seriousness. I, I'm a big fan of the seriousness. I just got off Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enough said. <Yeah. laughs> this so, is all serious all the time. So overall, any any speculation? And also, let's talk about also the transition between, you know, Alan Ball relinquishing and no longer the showrunner, mm-hmm. and now it's, uh-oh, we already see a sad face, Sarah. Are you... I'm not going to say anything yet. Keep going. Okay. No, we're now into the into the hands of Brian Buckner. And, you know, here's a little factoid about uh, Brian. He used to be a writer on Friends. He was a, he was a producer on Friends, mm-hmm. Joey Spin City. And it's so neat to see him just now being on the opposite end of it. Yeah, but he's been right. here since the beginning. So mm-hmm, He has. But you're right. He's totally different from a, a you know 21-minute sitcom type show to now this type of show. Any, very different. Any change in the tone, do you think, from Ball to, to Buckner? I mean, I think that's hard to say for me yet. Like, I'd have to kind of think about it more. I mean, for me, it's always just, like, 
the fear of change is kind of in the back of my yeah. head because you fall in love with something yeah. and you mm-hmm. do get set on a tone yeah. and you just don't want to lose it, especially when the show has been so great. I mean, I know you had a problem with it last season. Last season, but, but, but yeah, I think that runs into that when you get that far. I think, it, I think it all shows kind of have to go through mm-hmm. a little bit of arc to give yeah. them more stuff mm-hmm. to work with. So it's just that like that back of my head that's just like, ah, please be good to it. Yes. Or I'll cry. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like taking on that child now this new person is the the caretaker of this. And there will be a difference in tone. There there has to be. So I, I do agree with you. I mean, it happened with a lot of other shows like Walking Dead. Other types of shows where you switch showrunners and people with the control of it. And it is. But it'll be... It'll be interesting to see exactly what kind of changes there are, and maybe it'll be good. Yeah, it'll it, kind of re- inject some new energy into the show, and you know, kind of a new direction. So and every show very, needs that as yeah, well. Yeah, so. so I think it could be it could be very positive. And Alan Ball actually he tried to stay somewhat close to the books, mm-hmm. even though he had to deviate mm-hmm. a little bit. But I'm wondering now with you know a new showrunner, if like you said, they're going to add new life, maybe take a give it a, a new twist or mm-hmm. turn, and, and just a fresh perspective, a fresh kind of look at it in, in a different way. So. So okay, so we'll see. So, any other final thoughts with with the episode? Anything, Sarah? You wanted to say something, I'm sure. I mean, for me, I was just thinking. We watched the previews, and it's like it's not only like next episode; it's like the next shows. Yes. And I was literally sitting there, like, oh goodness! <laughs> and it was like overwhelming. Like, oh my I, goodness! <laughs> I was like, I don't know what just happened. Yeah. I saw guns. I saw kissing. I I don't know. I like couldn't even give you predictions because I was mm-hmm. literally sitting there going. Try and think. Try and make this make sense. Nope, not getting anything. No. No. Mm-hmm. Any, he any, seems I agree. Like, no, he's no, like, I know. I've well, got of course, this. yes. I don't have. No. no, I agree with you. It did seem very overwhelming because then they kind of threw it all, and you're like, in the weeks ahead, and you're thinking, okay, just give me next week. We, we, <laughs> let's just try to figure out what's happening next week. And you throw all that stuff at us. It's there's a lot going on. And you try That's and, the one like, thing we can see. The dots, and yes. you're like, wait, I don't know who this so person the, is. So the one thing know. we can see is there's a lot going on this season. So, so it's going to be a bumpy ride. So All right. Fasten those seatbelts. So let us know what you think. If you like the first episode, what do you expect and things of that nature. But before we, I think we're moving on to, was it news and gossip or we're moving? I know you guys wanted to ask me about the party. This yes. guy, this guy over here mm-hmm. went to the True Blood party with all the True Blood actors. I yep. saw pictures. Pictures of them hanging out I with everybody. I was offended. I was offended that I wasn't invited. Yeah, no invites for us. Um, mm-hmm. I had my fangs ready in the car. <laughs> you know, I always keep my fangs in the car. Honestly, I was invited last minute. Okay, sure. True story. About a month ago. And <laughs> see, of course. <laughs> no, no. I, I was invited, so I, I, if I could, I absolutely bring bring the beautiful arm candy of Scott with me. Exactly. Are you kidding? Come on, right? And of course, and Sarah. Then bring Sarah. <laughs> absolutely. I can, like, carry the bags. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, I, you have to carry. And the drinks, please. To bring That's you to. I, need. <laughs> I would have lo- loved to, but it was awesome. It was at the Arclight. And to mm-hmm. we we got to watch the, the premiere and it was just neat seeing everything. Yes. So can you share who yes. invited? Yes, you? Yes, so I was just going to say, I'm like, who invited you? Actually, you met her right before we went on live. The young lady from the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Foreign Press invited me to the screening. She gets nifty tickets to mm-hmm. all those kind of That's events. That's quite nifty. That is. Yes. Very, so very it was nice. perfect timing because honestly, honestly, I was still on the fence on whether we were going to cover the show or whether I was going to join the season. But when I watched that first episode. For me, I really like the episode. I'm easy to please, I guess, according to... These are my... You guys are the pundits. You guys are going to make me really like... I'm gonna no, hate, no I'm gonna I was say I took a little tax from both of you because I did not like season five. And I was at the point where I wanted the, the season to end. That's how much I was getting kind of over it. So for me, see, this first episode seemed like it 
seem better to me. Like, there's potential there. Okay, I know... Just the over-the-top drama drove me crazy. You, you're going to make me ask a question real quick before we finish up the party. Favorite season? My... Ooh. No, <laughs> Favorite season. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock, because no, we're first. running out of, out you of time. You go first. Fine. The there's one that Alcide entered. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Well, that's definitely my favorite, then. <laughs> no, I can already... I don't know. Whatever that's a season that, that was. That's that's okay, that's Scott. a tough. I don't know. That's a tough one. Scott, you got five seconds. Ooh, that's a tough one. Because there's a couple that I really like. So but three, that, oh, no, two, no. one. You can't pick. Because <laughs> I, I had Russell and Alcide and Wolfpack that whole. Season. I did. Li- yes, I did that's like that one. season too. Because I did like the whole Russell thing, and I thought that was really well done. And yeah. Okay. I, I have I another know. question about screening. All right, we got five minutes. So Best let's... dressed. Best dressed. And you can't say yourself. I was not going to say myself. Yeah, you were. Um, Jessica. You uh, it's, it's hard to say. Who Jess- like stepped in the room? Jessica Clark, uh, who plays Lilith, was like out of this world. All, all, all of them, they looked fantastic. Anna pa- it was a tie for me. Anna Paquin and Jessica Clark and Jamie Hyder. And I'm going to name off all the females, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they, they looked fantastic. I was surrounded by the most beautiful people on the planet. And the party itself, I do have to add this tidbit, there were fang bangers at the after party. So you're walking down the steps and there's people like, please just suck on my blood. And they were just coming up to you and you're like, what? No, no, no. And then you get into character and you're like, banger. Leave me alone. <laughs> it was so much fun. And it was awesome getting to chat with them. And Nelson Ellis was awesome. He's the most like, he seems like he's this introvert. He's this quiet, chill guy. And to see him as Lala, yeah, completely totally opposite. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Ryan Kwan still can't get over the accent. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was a great time. And definitely we have pictures and I'll tweet them out and, you know, make sure to follow I us. I saw and- some. I saw some. And they're quite oh, yes, cool. I, I must say the Fangbangers. Yeah. They went all out and that's what they you did. need. Great. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so let us know definitely uh, if you have any questions about the season, which I do have to bring up one thing. I want to try this out. I want to do something called True Blood Trivia. I mentioned this before the show. You did. And, um, you didn't tell us too much before the show. Yeah, because I I could have studied. It was like 30 seconds before we went on. Okay. I'm inviting this for all After Brothers at home. We're going to ask a question. We might do it every week. Whenever we got a neat piece of trivia to ask you at home, we're going to ask you a specific question and you have, you have the whole week to answer our question, and we're going to pick someone at random, and the, on our following show, we're going to have a nifty surprise for you. And we'll announce it next week. Maybe we'll have Jamie, Jamie Hyder announce it for us, but we'll figure something out. But I wanted to start it this week. Question and, time. Yes. Question time. Here's the question. Trivia time. Alexander Skarsgård was interviewed on the carpet this week. Yes, and Sarah's gushing again. <laughs> we can already tell her other man like crush. <laughs> He said that me too. <laughs> the after, he said that the party for them it is just a relief for them to be there because they work six months straight and yeah. to have this night to just blow it off and have a great time mm-hmm. and get to connect with other cast members because this is going to freak you guys out. He and Sam Trammell in six seasons have only had one scene together. So I'm asking AfterBuzz TV Nation, mm. what is that scene? Let us know on that's, I- a, that's a good one. Let us know on iTunes, YouTube, or on our site, and we'll select someone at random next week. To receive our AfterBuzz prize. Ba-da-ba. Yes, let us know. Good luck. All right, so I don't think we're gonna have time for news and predi- I mean news and gossip. So let's move into Pretty some much party talk. Yeah, that yeah, was that time. was gossip. Yeah. So let us move on to predictions. And now your AfterBuzz TV. I really love this set. <laughs> Bill's gonna die <laughs> for real. Sarah is gonna die. I love you and I hate you now. Bill is going to die. 
Is that your prediction? <laughs> That's my prediction. Right, He's going to die. Scott. You know, that that is a good one. I'm still questioning how much Bill really knows. I know what, he, what you know, Stephen Ware said and everything, but I still feel like there's, there's more going on because it just felt too kind of icky fake to me the way he was it was weird you know like mm-hmm. we said he came back and all of a sudden he wasn't the blood naked superman guy anymore now he's just in his regular clothes <laughs> and he's all calm and chill and oh everything's great and i you know so i think there's definitely we're going to cover more that he actually knows about and he's not ready to share it with everybody yet because he has this new power and he doesn't know how to deal with it but he knows okay what all right saying more and than he's letting on to this point i had been agreeing with sarah forever i thought bill my prediction was bill was going to die this season because of the relationship with Sookie, it's kind of like that mm-hmm. toxic relationship you've had with someone and you keep mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. it. And the only way to get out of it is wipe it away. Yeah. Say gotta, goodbye. Gotta kill him off. And I thought it'd be great because especially, I want to give a big applause for, I loved Stephen Moore directing tonight's episode. Even though there was a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. some people, some fans were like, okay, with the pacing. But I love that he balanced it all mm-hmm. out. For me, I, I, I like it when he directs episodes. Yeah. I, so maybe that'll help him shift into that. But my death, I think someone is going to die, but I think it's going to be either Sam or Arlene. Or creepy children. Uh, or creepy children. No. So you're going to keep a lesser character that's going to die. No, I think it's someone because they've alluded to the fact that it's going to be someone that brings the community together. Mm-hmm. And why not creepy someone... Creepy children. <laughs> okay, After perhaps... Loves children. Yeah, all right. And we'll there's, end there's, it with... There's, there's definitely, yeah. Let's I, I, end it with creepy children. Yes, creepy there we children. go. So that's it for another After Buzz After creepy Show. creepy children. So, well, actually, Scott, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me here on Monday nights with the Defiance Podcast and also on the old Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. And Sarah, do you have a Twitter? What's going on? No, I don't. So she's I don't, too good no. for Twitter is what I said I on know. my Twitter. MySpace? horrible at technology. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Failure. So definitely right. just we'll teach you. other shows that you're doing at AfterBuzz. Yeah. Oh yeah, and tune in for Teen Wolf. Ooh. Tuesday. Ooh, Teen check, Wolf. Check around Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Well, people really like and Teen Marissa, Wolf where can they find you? And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as JC Rubio TV. So for Sarah, Scott, Marissa, I'm JC, and we're the AfterBuzz After Show for True Blood. We'll see you next time. Good night, From everybody. Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.